turn in your Bibles, please, to the book of Hebrews. Chapter 9. And as, uh, as we begin this appointed time of fasting, I, I declare over this time that God would be pleased. You've ordered this, Father, and um, it's, you've chosen it, and we freely accept it, and we ask that you would guide us as to what we're to do, and may we make ourselves available to you um, in every way. It's a privilege to serve you, Father, and we, we proclaim this fast now as, as uh, an offering and a partnership with you. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the communion time today is, um, is truly a table of grace. It's a table of supply. It always is, but particularly in this moment, um, in God's timetable and in this year, specifically on the beginning of a fasting time and the time where we are gearing ourselves up to welcome people from all over the world here in just a few weeks. And as we look forward together into what's coming, this, this, this is a springboard moment. And with that, we need what God has afforded us spiritually to, um, to enable us to, to thrive in Him. Because it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but by His Spirit. And um, we, are, we are in so many ways a, a, uh, a representation of what He has ordained for us to be in eternity. And so today we're going to talk about how that the bread is, is representative of the body of Christ, which you are now. And what the Father says to you in your commune with Him is imparting to you direction and instruction and understanding and commune so that you can not only become more of what He wants as the body of Christ, but that you will thrive in your function there. And so when we partake of the bread today, just know that God has already been speaking so much to us and we, we partake of the bread today with thanksgiving for that. And we praise him for what's going to continue in that regard. God loves you, and he's speaking to you. And uh, he is taking very, very specific care of your development. So we don't want to ignore the bread today because, again, we're functioning in this. And God has got something strong and uh, very, very, uh, very much a prescription for this hour when that comes. But we are going to share a scripture today regarding the blood and regarding particularly the blood of sprinkling and regarding the things in heaven and things on earth. And so I'm believing that not only is God going to be releasing his... Uh, his word to us and his commune to us and his placement of what we're to be as the body. 
but we are, we are going to step into an invitation for the sprinkling of the blood uh, in, in so many ways in our lives. And we, we really need to grasp both of these elements, but I, I know that this is a directive, this is a rhema, that we need to really know, we need to be observant. I need to be sprinkling the blood of Jesus in this part of my life and in this part of my prayer and in this part of what I am to be. And so um, that's, that's what God has drawn me to present today. So we're going to read Hebrews 9, beginning at... Um, uh, what did I say, Scott? Verse 19 or 20? Verse 19. Uh, thank you. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people. Now, look at, look at that. Now, you've got water and scarlet wool and hyssop. Um, those three things are significant. It's really not the topic of the day. And forgive me for, well, I guess I can turn around. I've got it written here, too. <laughs> Water is, is, is essential for, for the washing of the hands and for uh, even for a, a, a depiction of what the spirit would be because water is a symbol of the spirit. The scarlet wool is, is really what we need to be as sheep. Uh, we need to be sheep that are patterning the, the sprinkling of the blood. And um, as sheep following our, our great shepherd, that, that blood does not need to be far from us. And the hyssop is the application of this. I mean, hyssop, when David said, purge me with hyssop, what he was talking about, hyssop is like a it's broom-like in certain ways. And if you dip something in, dip hyssop into something and you smite it, you're not just going to hit that thing is going to release a pattern, a spray. And so when David said, purge me with hyssop, he was saying, you know what? You know what areas of my life need to be cleansed and purified. So you use the, the instrument of hyssop to, to uh, send an aspersion throughout all of it. And um, so these three things, we need, we need the washing and the purity of the spirit. We need the empowerment of, of the blood as sheep upon us. Uh, and we need to be, uh, be willing to let the Spirit direct exactly where we need to be applied. And so that's just a little extra. And he sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God has enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us nor yet that he should have offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered 
since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Now, this is interesting because the sprinkling of the blood, again, over the years we've taught about this and we've looked at the aspects of it. Uh, it, it, it is to empower and to enable um, what, what it is that you are in ministry, what it is that you are in a person, what it is that you are as a priest, what the place where you've been called and appointed to welcome the kingdom and all the instruments that are used there. That also, they also need to be activated. And, you know, the, the thing about purging and purify, purify there means that you are flowing. It's, it's our old friend that, that speaks about when an unclean spirit is there and, and it, it blocks the flow. And then when there's a freedom in that, the flow and the efficacy returns. So the blood, the sprinkling of the blood unlocks the proper flow. And only that will really do it when it comes to us representing God on earth. Because every one of these were about official representations of God on earth. Now when Jesus and the disciples were ministering and there were unclean spirits, they spoke in authority and commanded that they be gone and spoke powerfully that there would be a proper flow and a restoration of vitality and a restoration of what should be. But when it comes to us officially representing before God, not necessarily the authority that comes from that, but when you're dealing with something that is blocked or hindered, it's the blood in your ministry that unlocks that because this is what is being said here. And it talks about Jesus going into the heavens with his sacrifice, the better sacrifices. And it talks about the sprinkling that opens up. It, 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 it's a weird translation where it talks about here on earth the patterns are. I don't know about you, but when you have a pattern, you know, that's what you want to be. The, you know, back in the old days when people used to use patterns and make clothes, um, you don't, you don't, the, the pattern is what you emulate. And so the pattern really is in heaven. And we are trying to become that. We have types down here. But the point is, though, that the sprinkling of the blood here unlocks the flow from that. And so, you know, in, you see also other, in another place in Hebrews where it talks, we don't come to our Mount Zion on earth but we go to the heavenly Zion and we go before Jesus, the mediator, and we go before the church of the firstborn, men made perfect, and we go before the Father who's the judge of all and to the sprinkling of blood. That's there as we go into the heavens. And so I believe that today when we partake in, in, um, in this communion time, we are giving thanks to God and praising Him for what He's called us to be as the body. And we're thanking Him for the ongoing measures of commune that we're receiving because man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. It is, it is, a, um, it is a, a wonderful thing to have that manna every day uh, from God. And, uh, and really in Revelation, there's the hidden manna, the crypto Hannah, 
manna that's going to be given to those that overcome as saints. But we thank God for that. And there is an efficacy there. But I felt very strongly, we're entering into this fast, when we're moving as intercessors in new places, we need to be especially sensitive to declaring the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus, that once-for-all gift, that, that that blood would be sprinkled, sprinkled over our evil conscience, that, that we would not have any opposition in our mind, in our emotions, or in, in the, uh, the determinations of the heart that, that needs to be submitted to God. That sprinkling needs to be there. We need to be purged from those things, the evil conscience. And, and I, I'm telling you, I, uh, I don't know how many things over these past number of months I have, the Spirit has brought to my memory, and I've had to go, and even though I've already been forgiven, or, you know, it's not even, it's just intricate things, even things that I didn't do wrong. I was guiltless, really, in it. And, you know, I, I'm not one of those kinds of people who just thinks I waltz through life and don't make mistakes. I, I process everything, and I feel badly. Even when people do heinous things, and they have in the past, I would scourge myself to make sure that I hadn't done the things that they were saying I had done. And so I'm not one that would leave something go years ago without presenting it before the Lord. But even then, God would bring something to me and say, you need, you need to present this to me again. Maybe it left some kind of a vestige of a, of a scarring or some kind of a, of, a, 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 of a dour perception. You know, some things we've gone through, it's kind of like a scalded dog being afraid of all water. You know, I'm grateful to be out of the water, but and I want to go in it again. And I've purposely steered clear of certain things, even though, uh, why, this isn't a dear Abby. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm saying these things just to let you know, be aware of things in your life that God may bring to you, even that you were not, in your, even in all of your processing, you recognize, Lord, that was a bad thing. But I really feel that I'm, I'm right before you in that. It's not the issue. The issue is that that thing had an effect on you. And it may have adjusted some things in your life that aren't pleasing to God. Your reflection, how, how it affected you. And so you need to bring that back before the Lord. And I would apply a good sprinkling of the blood to the areas in your life that were affected by that thing. It's, it's amazing how this is. And your conscience is where a lot of this stuff is, because if you remember the Jiminy Cricket principle, um, that is kind of your guide. You know, it's, it's where, what you, how you process, how you should act, how you should respond. And in some ways, it's an evil conscience, because uh, wrong upbringing or just downright meanness in you might make you respond in a certain way that is not pleasing to God. Sprinkling of the blood needs to take care of that. See, like God is doing a lot of remedial work in us. You know, he's getting his ho the house in order in all of us. 
And, and it's not because you're about to kick the bucket and go on. It's that, it's that the season that's coming, you've got to step it up and, and rise before the Lord and do exploits beyond what you've been. And so it's a good thing. But be sensitive to the Spirit as he, as he uh, Psalm 51's you, where he's saying, search me, O God, try me, see if there be any wicked way. Um, and, and David goes through that. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. You know, all that. I'm not quoting it. I'm just saying that's happening in you. And so be ready for it. And the sprinkling of the blood can be of great assistance there. And um, don't shortchange the power of this. And especially when you're in intercession, um, the things that God is using you in are things that you qualify for because he created you for this and you've been faithful up until this point. And you know what? Here's the, here's the other deal about it. As opposed to some who have a, an impression of heaven that, that when they get there, they're, uh, they're, everybody's been waiting for them, you know, and uh, they're just going to split it wide open because they're just so great and they're, they're, they're bold there. They're just going to prance in, and, and they're, they're the answer to all that God's been waiting on. You know, there are people like that, and it's crazy. I don't, I don't see how that can be. But, you know, when God starts using you in a lot of different ways and as an intercessor, you're, you're, gonna, you're probably, if, if you were right before God, you're going to say something similar to what Isaiah said. Woe is me. That's right. And, and, and you're going to want to be touched by that coal or that, that, that part of the altar that is the, 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 the identity of the altar itself. And that's not, oh, woe is me, you know, I'm just not good enough. That's not it. It's that we're before our holy God, and we need every measure to, to serve him properly. So when I'm presented with something that's new, and God begins to teach me about it, um, and I, I'm learning, and I'm being used, I don't ever think, well, well it's about time. You know, here we go. We're really going to show the enemy something now. You know, I don't care about the enemy. I care about my father. And, and I want to be, I don't ever feel like I am up to the task. You know, Daniel didn't, Isaiah didn't, so many others didn't in the Scripture. Even Jesus, read what he's prayed, read what he prayed in Gethsemane. Read it. Here he was, the sinless Son of God, and he's crying out to Abba, wanting to make sure that he's fulfilling exactly what the Father wants. He's addressing the timetable. He's addressing every facet of it. He's addressing the cup. And there he is before God, and he's praying so ardently about this that he's perspiring great drops of blood. The first shedding of the sacrificial blood of Jesus was as an intercessor in that garden. And, and so we, we need to recognize the great honor that God is giving to us, but we need the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus upon us to represent him. And we need, as we're in this earthly 
place and we're going to the place that patterns what we should be, there, there's a great number of sprinklings on the way. You know, you think about this, and I've never thought about it this, this way before, and forgive me for being adult and not being up to speed with the rest of you. But when, jo when David finally brought the ark to the place that would signify the, 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 fir the, the tabernacle, David, and then would then embrace the temple, there was a lot of shedding of blood every six steps, every dimension where six being the number of man, every dimension of six, man had to be equipped with an offering of blood. And, you know, those sacrifices had other ramifications involved, but that blood of sprinkling was there, and it was more than sprinkling. It was gushing. And so I don't want to be morbid here, but the point is is that we are establishing heaven on earth. You know, one of the things Mark mentioned today, and it was a good class, you need to listen to it, is all the teachings in there. You need to hear the wisdom keepers classes. But he was talking about the angel that came and troubled the waters there at Bethesda. And, you know, when we are stilos, when we are, when we are those pillars in the temple of our God, and we are initiating heaven coming to earth, even when we see so many times, I see this more clearly when I'm at home than, or when I'm out someplace else. In here, we're so, you've labored so much to open these doorways and these causeways that it's, it's pretty much, it's, it's such a beautiful thing that God, my, our Father, has let us experience in Him. But when I'm at home, a lot of times when an angel's coming through with a dispatch uh, or, or some new thing that I need to be studying, it's like you can see the vibration in the spirit realm. You can see, it's like before the opening, there is a, there is a shaking, there's a quivering, and then suddenly there they are. And, and, and I wonder about whether that place there, which is recently or relatively recently, been rediscovered. You can go online and see the five porches. You can see the water. It's really cool to see that. One of the rare things that you can see that was actually described in the, in the Gospels. You can see it now. Um, but that had to be a touch point of the kingdom. And, and so when an angel is dispatching something, it's there by the sheep gathering where the sheep were held. Um, th there was something there that was a touch point between heaven and earth. And it wasn't the angel came down to do some, you know, some, um, uh, some, some water gymnastics. I mean, that's kind of a goofy thing. But I have, a, I have a feeling that when there was a touch point, there was a physical manifestation. And, and, and really, when that happened, people were impacted. Now, why am I saying that? I know that this place, I've seen it so many times in vision, is with the openings as, as, as we're ministering in the heavens and that heaven is coming to earth, which is what Jesus told us to pray right there at the beginning. It's not hidden after all the needs that we bring in the catalog fashion. And okay, answer all these, and then we'll believe for the kingdom to come. No, it's right there at the beginning with our Father. I believe as these things are going to be opened, 
and in a broader way and as, as God is really intensifying understandings of what's going on in the heavens, as, as that is actuated in, in a greater way according to the timing of the Father, when, when various things happen, when there are visitations, it's going to be like a sonic wave of the Spirit and it's going to set a lot of people free. And, and there are going to be visitations of, of the cloud of His glory which always shows itself when the fire of judgment and burning is there or when even when the fire from that altar and the seraphs are here, they, they've accessed right over here before by the truth gate. But that's going to be happening in a lot of places. When there is a visitation of heaven to earth, something startling happens. And so we're really ministering in these causeways and pathways. But it's because the Father has ordained it. And what we need to have for a, as the scripture says, for a flow. It's been blocked. You realize that. What God originally created this earth to be is, has not been known yet. This is his footstool. All the deposits of the glory that the enemy showed to our Lord, those were here for us to partner with God in. We have, we have, that's why creation awaits the manifestation of the sons. Not the babies, but the sons. And so when these things are, are activated and actuated, then we're going to really welcome heaven to earth in an amazing way. Remember Jacob, the famous story. We taught about this two, three seminars ago where he was at Bethel and there God came and he was meeting with Elohim, the heart of God. And, and he saw the ladder and the angels of Elohim were ascending and descending. And at the top was the plan of God. At the top was Yahweh's plan. What does that mean for us? What does that mean? It means something that as we're communing with God here, His plan is going to be visited upon earth. His kingdom is coming. His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And so this, this unlocking, this purifying, this purging, this removing the blockages and, and allowing then free flow of what God originally intended. That's what this is about. And the sprinkling is, is going to empower that as only it can. Because life is in the blood. And this is wonderful. This is amazing. So um, I'm believing today that during this next week, this miracle week, this last week of the month of the evangelist, and as we enter into this month of the pastor with all the, the fullness, and, and we're, enter, we're offering this fast, there are going to be miraculous things happening in your life. But don't forget your place in the body. Don't forget what he's created you to be. Don't forget that commune that the Father is pouring out in unprecedented manner right now. And don't forget the application of the sprinkling of the blood over your life, over every area, over the places in the heavens. Here's what, and I, how do you do that in heaven? Well, let, let me just lean up against the fence post here and let's neighbors just talk for a moment. Sometimes when God 
draws me into a place, and I know I'm seeing things and sensing things. It's a wonderful privilege. It's a privilege for all of us. I always find a moment, because this is God's word, to say over the place where I am. I don't have to just, get, I don't have to get fanatical with it, goofy with it. But I say, I thank you, Father, for this place. And I declare the sprinkling of the blood of your son here. And that the empowerment of what you are doing here would be known in the places that you've called us to be. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for that sprinkling. And I apply it here to any and all places where restriction has been. It's as simple as that. I love that. Do that. It's, it's, it's wonderful because it's what the Word says. So it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heaven should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices in these. And you say, well, what sacrifice is that? Well, Christ has entered into the holy. But also, remember, we, uh, we've not come to the earthly Zion We've, we've come to the heavenly Zion, and we are, we are moving with all of the, all the aspects to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaks. For if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he promised. Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Yet once more signifying the removing of those things that are shaken, of those things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. That's the end of Hebrews 12. This is what we're living. And so I bless you in it. And I thank you, Father, for giving us this wonderful privilege to walk with you in this way to experience this with you. You are so good to us. Thank you for your long suffering. Thank you for your tender mercies. Thank you for your goodness. And now as we approach this wonderful table where we celebrate your son's victory, but we receive that which you give us freely to empower us to move in grace, I pray that your blessing will be upon the bread and your blessing will be upon this blood and we, we glorify you in it, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's just all come, and let's receive, and let's, um, let's be sensitive during this time. Don't forget to commune with the Father, and don't forget the sprinkling of the blood. God bless you. Let's come.